COVID. City of Yara. Isolation. COVID-19 vaccine. Biculturalism. Community. Culturally and linguistically diverse pop-up. COVID pandemics. Fitzroy. Interpreting. Cantonese. Oromo. Vaccine certificate. Food relief. Collingwood. Great East African. Rich man. Chinese. North Carlton. Communities. Yara libraries. Yara Libraries acknowledges the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people as the traditional owners and true sovereigns of the land known as Yara. We also acknowledge the significant contributions made by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples to life in Yara. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Hello and welcome to Yara Library's Overdue podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic has kick-started a lot of overdue conversation. In this series, we bring you voices of some culturally and linguistically diverse people who live and work in the city of Yara. They reflect on the positive experiences and challenges in responding to their community's needs during this pandemic. These are the recollections of their personalized experiences, memories, anecdotes and insights on where to from here. My name is Tammy Iliu. I'm a proud Fitzroy resident. I grew up in Clifton Hill before my parents headed out to the suburbs, like many in the 1980s, searching for the bigger and new homes. It is a full circle now that I'm raising my kids in Fitzroy and I wouldn't change that for anything. I went to the local primary here in Yarra and my parents were very active in the Greek community and I spent many hours sitting in the 3CR studio or 3ZZZ studio as they participated in the Greek language programs. Thank you for having me here today to talk about my role as a bicultural liaison officer with the city of Yarra. I come from a Greek background. My parents migrated to Melbourne as teenagers. Both my parents came to Fitzroy the day they arrived, I guess from Port Melbourne straight to Fitzroy must have been a big shock. Back then, Smith Street in Collingwood, Fitzroy, the Greek church on Victoria Parade, all formed a vibrant Greek community. I'm told of many stories of what it was like, that in the back streets of Fitzroy and Collingwood, all you could hear was loud Greek talking and music. I often find myself walking in these streets and thinking of what it must have been like. I've seen many photos from this era and I try and locate the homes and the streets. You can still see old signage on Smith Street in Greek font, signage such as Greek-speaking pharmacist. I find that part of Greek-Australian history fascinating. The early pioneers who risked everything to migrate to a foreign countries far away from their village or town to end up in a completely different climate, language and way of life. I guess it's interesting now in my role as BLO for the Greek community in Yarra that I'm getting to learn so much more about this point in time. One of my responsibilities has been to attend Willow View Aged Daycare and meet the elderly residents who participate in the Greek program. I'm fascinated by their stories. They tell me stories of what Yarra was like back then and their jobs. One lady shacked oysters all day because there was a fish market in a side street of Fitzroy. Another lady told me of her time 40-odd years in the same wool factory in Collingwood. I think it's really important that Yarra records all these stories because this generation, the first migrants, are passing away, unfortunately. 
So as the BLO, I made connection with this group and many other groups that are in Yarra. I was able to develop a relationship and now it has reached a point where I guess they feel comfortable to share these stories. It's really sweet. The BLO role came about because of COVID-19 and the restrictions and requirements that came as a result. My role has been to um, liaise between Yarra and the Greek Australian community members that reside, work, study or receive services from Yarra. So it's not just the age community, although I guess because of the language barriers, they have been a big focus of mine to get the government messaging of the restrictions and requirements across. This role has been one of my recent highlights, I think, in my career. I was offered the role in August 2021. It was in the middle of a lockdown and I felt it reinvigorated me because suddenly I was meeting virtually a whole lot of new people around my neighbourhood. It was such a highlight to learn the background story of each BLO and to form a bond, which is amazing as we had never really met face to face. I think a lot of that is because we all have different cultural backgrounds and languages we speak, but we're all passionate about our communities and of course more generally multiculturalism. There is a very strong common thread between all the BLOs. I really do think Yara needs to be commended for initiating this program. It is unique and in less than one year it has achieved a lot. Each BLO is responsible for liaising with its community but each community has its own nuances and I guess the unwritten rules. I think the program has been successful because each one of us has been able to navigate these matters because we know our community so well. We may not know all the groups or individuals, but we know enough to get us going and organise things or establish a connection. Our networks is our strength and I've really liked that aspect of this role, especially when it came to organising a pop-up clinic for vaccination in Richmond. We deemed it important to establish a vaccine pop-up in Richmond. There was a cluster of COVID outbreak and it was important to ensure that we were getting the messaging to the community of the importance of vaccination. And in this particular area, we had some misinformation about vaccination. We had adult children preventing their parents from getting vaccinated. I guess it was a situation that became apparent to the Department of Health. So we had to work together and establish a vaccination pop-up in a neutral zone in the area. And we identified a church hall, not a Greek church, but close enough in terms of vicinity to have local residents, in particular the elderly, get vaccinated. And we worked closely with a lot of community members in that area to achieve that. It wasn't an easy task. There were multiple nuances and unwritten laws, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, that we had to navigate. However, it was integral that Yara and the department show their strength and sit up in the heart of it all. Luckily, there was a lot of media coverage of this particular pop-up by Greek Australian Media. These outlets were always very supportive of COVID requirements set by the government. They were on board, as were all community leaders, such as leaders from all different organisations in the community, Beat the Church, sporting groups, education, cultural. So it has been beneficial to have this uniform support to vaccination by all leaders. It certainly helped my community, especially the reluctant, when they saw such messaging being consistent 
from all aspects of the community. And I guess it made my job easier too. Things are a little strange now. I must admit Australia has reopened, but the booster program and under 11 vaccination messaging or push has sort of deteriorated. I'm not sure if leading into winter this will change, but I think it's important that as BLOs we now push booster programming, especially because many of our community members are vulnerable and need to be protected. In terms of our community, the unified strong messaging we had during lockdowns about vaccination, I guess is not as apparent now for boosters or under 11 vaccination. I really do hope that our community members continue to speak to the health advisors about vaccinations and boosters. It is important to realise that COVID is still a threat to many and we should not become complacent. I guess it's those unwritten rules I was talking about before of why the under 11 or booster vaccination programs are not being as pushed as much by the leaders. The role of the BLO, as you can see, has been continually evolving. And like I mentioned, no two BLOs work is the same because of the nature of our work dealing with our completely different cultural communities. However, I think the role we have collectively undertaken as BLOs is immeasurable because we have strengthened Yarra's reach into communities and we have brought our communities and Yarra closer to each other. I think there was always a great relationship there. Well, speaking of my community anyway, but this is now at a different level where personal bonds are also formed. I also think the great work BLOs have done collectively should not end with COVID. Like most things, this is budget dependent, but I really hope that additional funding can be identified. I really hope that in the future, BLOs get to work together in partnership. So far, we have worked with our own communities, I guess, on an independent individual basis. But what I think I would like to happen is for Yarra to foster a situation whereby these BLOs can identify projects in collaboration with each other, communities helping communities, so, for example, an established community that I'm part of assists a newly arrived community or a refugee community or the Indigenous community. Established communities like, say, Greek or Italian who have been here for over a century now, if not more, help these newly arrived communities or refugee communities with processes or know-how so that they can also receive funding or assistance for their communities. I think there is merit in these partnerships now being formed. And I think it would be a real pity if the networks and work done to date as a result of COVID budget is lost. I think there is an opportunity for collaboration between BLOs and their communities to help facilitate other Yarra projects as well. Thank you for listening to me. I really hope I managed to convey across how important and unique the BLO program has been, how much it has achieved and where I'd hope it goes to next. Thanks. You've been listening to Yara Library's Overdue podcast series. A very big thank you to our co-producers for sharing stories and experiences from their communities on this show. You can now check out more Overdue episodes on our playlist at soundcloud.com forward slash Yara Libraries or find them on your favorite podcast app. 
Overdue is produced by Yara Libraries and supported by the Victorian government through the priority response to multicultural communities during coronavirus PRMC program.